Hello, good morning, and welcome to another episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. I have some fantastic stories to talk about today. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get to it. Today, I'll talk about partnership between Mozilla and Element AI. I'll talk about how MIT has done some great research in computer vision and self-driving cars. I'll talk about Google Duplex. That's a really interesting one. Also, I'll talk about some new research coming out of Facebook about facial recognition. All that and maybe more. Some digressions will follow, I am sure. Let's get started. First step, Mozilla and Element AI. Development of ethical AI is extremely important. Machine learning models can introduce things like bias and discrimination into your models unknowingly. AI that's used in drones or vehicles has an objective to kill if it's used for military applications. Additionally, AI is used to repress some countries such as China. Citizens are monitored around the clock and you know, it can be used to profile and things such as that. It's very important that ethical AI is developed and that we keep a close tab on how it's being used and for what applications, especially military applications. That's a really, really scary thought. As well as the uh, discrimination thing. Um, it's being used in job interviews to actually monitor candidates uh, over in the UK, a company called HireVue is using this for, uh, you know, kind of job applicant screening. So this is very important. The search engine giant, Mozilla, has partnered with a company called Element AI to promote development of AI in the most ethical way possible. So Element AI is a enterprise software company. They make software used by Amazon, Microsoft, and NVIDIA. The two will work together on creating data trusts that will allow users to protect their private information. The data trust is essentially um, a way a user can manage their data and choose who to share it with. One type of a data trust is completely anonymizing data that gets released. So you know, if, if users decide to share data with a company, they can choose to have all the personally uh, identified information taken out of it. It can be an anonymized. So this is a really cool partnership. These are these are two really, uh, in my opinion, good organizations. Mozilla seems to be very, uh, you know, what's what's the word? You know, very. It always seems like no, no, Mozilla had the user's interests in mind. When I first started using them, they kind of had that, that mission. And Element AI, it's a pretty new company, actually. It's uh, 2016 it was founded. But it's got some really big names in AI. And some of these experts, I believe, are very concerned with development of safe AI. So... The fact that these two are partnering up is fantastic. Element AI, it's really doing their part in ensuring um, development of ethical AI. 
pretty similar names there. Looking forward to seeing how their work influences the outcome of this crazy machine learning world as we go forward. Next up, computer vision is getting really good. Already it's helping us with medical scans and it's a, a key player in Tesla's autonomous vehicles. Researchers at MIT are doing something even more wild, in my opinion, in terms of autonomous vehicles and computer vision. They are doing something that has not been demonstrated before. And this is, this is just ridiculous. They're using computer vision to see shadows. So this will be very important. It'll, it'll be um, essentially be able to see things that are moving that it can't see directly. So they call this new library or this new uh, release, they call it Shadowcam. And it uses onboard video cameras that are pretty standard on most of the self-driving cars these days. And then they compared detection of other cars in environments such as parking garages. They compared it to uh, a LiDAR-based detection system. A YouTube video shows this in action. It shows one car speeding past another in a lit garage. And before the car that's speeding is in the direct line of sight of this other car, that other car stops in its tracks. So what's really crazy about this is that they demonstrate this with with really no special equipment other than the video system in, in the self-driving car. And when they compared it to a normal LiDAR-based detection system, they found that the shadow cam was able to detect moving objects almost over half a second faster than a pure LiDAR approach. So what it does is it analyzes the shadow patterns frame to frame. And when it's driving in real time, it's able to overlay frames from uh, previous captures and then see what's different. So if it sees a shadow is changing really quickly, or if it sees a shape that's changing really quickly, it doesn't, doesn't really understand the concept of shadow. Um, it just sees that as a feature of, of its video feed that it's receiving. If it sees a feature or an area that's moving really quickly and changing quickly frame to frame, it will essentially uh, make the assumption that that something is moving and thus it should um, apply the brakes. And so this method ended up beating the LiDAR systems, as I, as I mentioned, by a, a rather large margin. And this is, this is just incredible work. It's yet another example of how machine learning is being taught to look for some of the same markers that that us humans look for when driving. If we're driving and we see, you know, see a shadow of a person that's, you know, changing quickly, we could maybe say that someone's running. And so we look, we look for other markers sometimes that aren't exactly obvious. You know, and we're not always just looking at a person. We're looking 
and seeing how that person influences things around them too. And apparently machine learning models can be taught that as well. Next up. So it's safe to say Google is crushing it in AI. No surprise there. Back in May 2018, Sundar Pushai from Google, Google CEO, released a stunning thing to the world. This this blew people's minds. He played an audio recording of Google's new duplex system, booking an appointment with a real human. So people in the crowd, myself included, people listening, this went viral. They, you know, we all expected it to sound kind of robotic. We expected it to sound like Siri, which, you know, it sounds somewhat human-like, but it has that element to it. It's, you're able to say, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's Siri. It makes it a little more seamless when it sounds similar to humans, but you're able to tell we're, t we're talking to Siri here. This recording this phone call that he played sounded 100% like a legitimate human speaking it sounded like an actual human was calling this hair salon and making an appointment it even introduced voice uh kind of like i just did there it introduced kind of these idiosyncrasy idiosyncrasies such as an um and an ah into the AI's voice, which made it even more human-like. And as soon as everyone heard that, um, that really freaked people out. Duplex, it was so good, it really led to some public outcry. And people were saying they won't be able to tell in the future if they're talking to a human or not. And so Google took quite a bit of heat for this release. And... Once things kind of died down, they they went back to their, their lab and started working quietly on Duplex some more. And now Duplex is coming back out again. It's being let loose in New Zealand, and it's going to be calling businesses and asking them about their Labor Day hours. This led to a little bit of confusion because... Over there, Oct uh, October 28th is Labor Day. It's uh, September over here, so I was confused when I first read that. The information that Duplex collects will be used to update the Google web page for those business. So you know how when you do a Google search for a business, the name comes up and then it has the hours? Sometimes those are inaccurate and this is actually a pretty good use for Duplex. It's going to be calling them and asking them specifically about their hours on Labor Day. So this release is much more of a low-profile release than the one that Sundar did in the United States. Um, you know, even, even in the press, this is not really a breaking news story, at least not yet. Um, whereas that conference that um, you know, Google re released Duplex initially at was, this was like center stage, you know, everyone was watching, and then it, it just blew everyone's expectations out of the water. And 
people got freaked out. So what's wild is Google says that Duplex is actually available now through Google Assistant. I was not aware of that. I'll have to check that out, play around with it. Um, you know, because of all the backlash that the company faced during their initial release, all the calls that they're going to be making in New Zealand um, will be uh, prefaced by saying that they're speaking with an automated bot or an automated uh, entity. <laughs> um, you know, because that was, that was one of people's main problems with it is this thing sounded like a human. It sounded better than some humans. And, um, you know, how, you know, legitimately, how are you going to know if you're speaking with a bot or a human? And I can see why people are freaked out with that. So it's good that they're, they're telling people up front, you're, you're not talking to a real human. But then when it sounds like a human, that'll definitely freak some people out too. But it won't be, uh, won't lead to such a big public outcry. And yeah, it's just fascinating technology. Um, so Google read the, the crowd pretty well last year and fortunately is going about it in a little more of a low-key fashion uh, this year uh, with their New Zealand experiment. Next up, we are well aware of the presence of facial recognition in our world today. Some of us use it to unlock our iPhones. Others use it to put Snapchat filters on themselves. You know, make yourself into a cat, make yourself into a dog. Computer vision and facial recognition um, can also be used for less savory things, like I mentioned in the first story, can be used to monitor civilians. Um, and that's a very, very scary concept. It can also be used, as Facebook shows in this story, for something else. But let me preface that by by talking about something I talked about a while ago, several episodes ago. In the journal Nature, uh, researchers were trying to fool a computer vision model. So what they did is they had a self-driving car, and they had a stop sign. And what they wanted to do was make this uh, self-driving car think the stop sign was something else or confuse it or something. So they were able to calculate where to put four small rectangles on the stop sign to confuse it. Not only did it think it wasn't a stop sign, it thought it was a sign that said a 45 mile an hour speed limit. So, whoops, that's a bit of a problem. So while these computer vision models are really, really good, they can still be tricked and... When I say trick, it's, in some cases, I think a really good thing, because it can be used to kind of distort your identity in a way that it can't identify you, um, but you still look like you. So Facebook has released a paper on what they call face de-identification, and this allows video footage to be modified at a very fast pace and that's important because you're you're augmenting video footage, you know, which has as many frames per second, and sometimes videos are really long. It allows these videos to be modified and essentially remove one's identity from it. So it allows um, 
you know, it allows removal of the person's identity, but we'll still have some of the their same elements. It'll still, you know, I looked at a lot of the pictures that they showed in this paper, and it still mostly looks like the same person, but there's a couple things that are different, and I guess these are features that the researchers have calculated. If they tweak just a little bit, you can fool uh, most of the state-of-the-art computer vision, vision models. So it shows several ways that facial de-identification works. Um, so this new face that you're given is present throughout all of the frames. And what's different, they say, is that, you know, it still looks a lot like you. Instead of using some generic replacement face from a database that you've started, it's, it's building off of your original face and kind of tweaking things from your original face. And the end result are some, some rather convincing videos. Still tough to tell, well, you know, it's tough to even tell who it is, according to Facebook, because what they did, not only the, uh, the neural network has a tough time of identifying the person with their true identity, humans aren't even able to 100% identify the generated face. So it's very, these are very convincing videos. And in a world where everything wants to identify you based on your face, this method really shows that it is possible to anonymize yourself um, to some of these state-of-the-art learning models, which is fantastic in my opinion. That's about it. That's about all I have for you today on this episode of AI Buzz. I talked about how Mozilla and Element AI are partnering up to work on data trusts and develop ethical AI. I talked about how MIT is working on some fascinating shadow research for their autonomous vehicles. Google Duplex is uh, hitting the news again, and this time in a little bit more of a low-key uh, project over in New Zealand. And lastly, I talked about how Facebook AI is able to de-identify you from video. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. I'll be back very, very soon with more cutting-edge stories in machine learning and artificial intelligence. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good day, and goodbye.